0: Hello and welcome to the Hoosie podcast with me Phil
1: and me Paul
0: and on this very hot Sunday afternoon uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a series one again we're back to Eccleston's era and this time uh, we'll finally we've reached I should say the uh, the empty child uh, written by Stephen Moffat and we'll come on to that a bit later on but first we have quite a bit of news to get through um, now first of all apology the the first uh, firstly like on our last episode, I um, actually I've got two apologies to make, I should say, actually. Um, first of all, I said the San Diego Comic Con was going to be, uh, the Doctor Who panel was going to be on the Wednesday, and it, it wasn't, was it? No. <laughs> I don't even think it was that week. <laughs> I got the dates completely wrong. I don't know why I thought it was going to be that uh, that particular week, but there you go. So it was It was Thursday just gone. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but I I think the, the second apology I've got to make is the fact we completely forgot to mention um the fact that um uh, Sego Nakinola is gonna be the new composer for uh, Doctor Who starting this series. Um I don't what I don't know why we, we missed that item of news at all, actually. I think we've got I think it was, was say, well, did we get caught up in all the um the uh the, the promo bit. The promo trailer. Uh
1: yeah I've oh, I'm not even sure we knew about that at the time did we
0: i don't know
1: i no, really don't know we did no because i think we, that we didn't come out till last that didn't mention that until
0: uh i think we just still caught up in the fact that England progressed to the semi-finals of the World yeah, Cup i, I think, think that's what yeah. it was i think yeah.
1: we, we were still suffering football fever, wasn't it? We, were,
0: we weren't we that that soon ended didn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: That has, that has since passed.
0: <laughs> yes, that ended as soon as it started, basically. But uh, no, no, we have a new uh, a new composer, as I said, Segun uh, Um Now, apparently, he's um, part of the BAFTA Breakthrough Brit Programme of 2017, and he's seen as sort of like a rising star amongst British composers. So, um, and he trained at the Royal Birmingham Conservatoire. So, um, yeah. So, I'm obviously I'm looking forward to a fresh take on the music. Um, and he's also um, given his own spin on the theme tune as well. Uh, now, apparently, it's going to be a complete, well, so I keep hearing it's going to be a complete departure, which I think has got people um, worried somewhat. Um, and I think what what's come out of San Diego Comic-Con um, full stop, really, has got a lot of people worried, <laughs> to be honest. Um, what, what do you think, um, Paul, for this? Fresh, a fresh take on everything music-wise? Long overdue or not?
1: Uh, yeah. I suppose I mean to a certain extent we've sort of become a bit blasé about the music, haven't we? Anyway, because mm. so yeah, I think something new might actually get us re-engaging with it a bit more. So I don't I mean yeah. I'm probably not the person to talk about the music side of things anyway, because it tends to be. Unusual for me to really notice. But... Well, as I
0: say, it's, it's quite ironic, really, because you've got quite an extensive CD collection of it, <laughs> you
1: yeah. And I just, I just don't visualise. I don't. I don't I switch off my ears when I'm watching stuff. I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, no. I think, I think the. Um, I don't I was
1: think the... say. I say, perhaps if he reimagines it as seventies prog, I might take some notice. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: the only thing I can say, I just hope that um, whoever the new. Um, who mixes the sound for this new series of Doctor Who gets the balance right because they certainly didn't with Mary Golds when they um, when they bought the series back in 2005. The music did tend to uh, overshadow everything yeah. else, really, didn't it? So um, yeah, let's just hope his music complements rather than overpowers. As uh, Mary Golds music didn't didn't the music itself didn't overpower, it was just the sound mix overpowered, um, which yeah. he wasn't responsible for. So uh let, let's just hope they get that they get that right this time round. But um but obviously um we had the Sa- we did finally had the San Diego Comic Con uh doctor who panel. Um uh, I suppose first things first we had the uh the new trailer or teaser footage as they call it. Um didn't give too much away did it?
1: No. No, well we had two things didn't we? We we had the the very much teaser sort of Modern yeah. Sh- trailer.
0: Yeah, shown during the World Cup final. Cup. Yeah. yeah,
1: especially for the World Cup final. Yeah, obviously. Uh, and then, yeah, then we had the, the sort of teaser trailer, which I'm, I quite like That it wasn't, you didn't really learn a huge amount from it.
0: No, no. Um, I, I think, I think people were expecting to see, you know, the, you know, the you know the the usual tropes, the Tardis, so on and so on. Um, which we still haven't seen, which is fair Everyone knows what the, the TARDIS is like. But I think some people yeah. have said that if you're trying to get people engaged with Doctor Who, everyone knows what the TARDIS is. Yeah. Um I think they said if you didn't have Doctor Who in in the trailer, nobody would really know what it was. Um, which I can kind of see the point of, but I think I think the fact that everybody knows about Jodie Whittaker now as saying you know this is Doctor Who really. Yeah. But, yeah know, no, I, yeah. It, it,
1: yeah. and we just didn't really get any idea of anybody other than the, the her and the three friends um, that we already knew about. Yeah, apparent, really, apparently, it? apparently, it's just, the, it's just yeah. them in different scenes, wasn't it? Exactly. That was
0: it. Yeah, so. um, apparently, the, the the term "my new friends" uh, has got people. Um, I think again the long-term fans a bit well I'm not calling them that their companions i thought i think I think there's probably worse things to to get worked up about if if I'm perfectly honest but um yeah I, th- I think this this is um i mean I think if we go on to what was said at the at the at the panel itself um you know I think jody Whitaker herself has said you know this is going to be something for new fans to go, to get on board with. And there's all stuff for old fans as well. Um, But then Chris Chibnall turned around and said there's going to be... It's all new monsters, new worlds. We're not going back on old old villains again. No two-parters. There's no story arc either. Um,
1: Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, I (laughs) am,
0: to be honest. To be honest. uh, To be honest, to be honest. (laughs) That's a good one.
1: Especially at the start. Especially when you're starting with a new person. Yeah. Don't, because actually, I mean, and the whole thing about having—if you don't have any old monsters or whatever—then there's no what there's. It takes away some of the comparison as well as to mm. oh, how is the doc, the new doctor, going to deal with the Daleks? How are they're going to deal with the Cybermen? If you haven't got that, then yeah, it allows them to get the character across first. Well, exactly. And then hopefully, next the next series, then we mm. can start. Reintroducing,
0: the yeah, apps. yeah. I mean, there's the as we know, there's no Daleks. This is the only big thing about there's no Daleks this series. Which, to be honest, I'm kind of glad of because they have become a big joke, really. Um, as as much as I like Stephen Moffat's writing, he, yeah, he did seem seem to treat the Daleks very, very flippantly. Really, they weren't a threat. Come the end,
1: yeah. At, I mean, at yeah all, the, the, you know the the best the best Dalek story we've had of the news series has been Dalek. Yes. Right at the really.
0: beginning. Yeah. I suppose um I suppose you could say into the Dalek made them a threat again. Um particularly when, when they boarded the, the ship and just went basically blasted their way through. Yeah. With with, with the with the soldiers full, constantly falling back all the time, which I, I thought was really really well done. But I think it's probably more to do with the, with the director, the way it was shot more than anything else. If you know, if I'm honest, if I'm honest with you, but yeah. um, but then after after that, when when we got the which is familiar story, and they basically just shat themselves to death, which I thought that, that that was the that was them done really as a threat. To be honest with you, you know. So yeah, I, I was I'm kind of glad they've been given a rest because they, they need to be they need to come up with something different for the Daleks again. And I don't yeah. mean change the design or anything. I just, you know, fall back on what they were. They were, like, merciless, and they haven't been. And very hard to defeat. Just saying,
1: you're just you're pining for victory of the Daleks, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a constant disappointment they've not been back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the fruit drop Daleks, yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. so I, but I think people are... I, I think, you know, what long as they don't... I know what what they're trying to do with Doctor Who now. They're trying to be... Um, you know, what they say, diverse and all-inclusive and everything. Um And someone did sort of point out, so what about, you know, Mickey, Martha, Bill, etc. Wasn't that being inclusive and diverse? Which, yeah, I, I can kind of... Um, I can take the point on that. I can take the point. But I think as long as they don't try too hard with this, I think, I think this is what I, you know... That's the only thing that's got me worried. Not worried, but... I think you know. Don't try too hard to you know to just make it a good, fun program. Yeah. And I think that's it's all we can all that's all we can hope for. Really, we can just sit down and just enjoy it, and that's it, really.
1: Yeah. Whether characters are male or female or anything like that shouldn't shouldn't matter. It
0: shouldn't but really. No. The, no, the no stories. No. And as, I mean, and
1: no. I can and I can understand. I mean, I think I think it's a fair enough point now that it's been now to actually. Do something and be able to say to people, look, you can start watching now. If you haven't been watching before, but now feel, oh, it's too far into it now. I'm never going to pick it up. Mm. So actually now sort of be saying, look, this is something you can you can join now if you've not been a fan before. This series you can join and you're not going to be stuck with, Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. understand that reference or yeah. I don't. It can, I can un- doesn't make sense to me. Mm,
0: I can I can understand why they've done it because I've I mean, as much as I I love Doctor Who referencing old worlds and monsters and, and things like that, it was getting a bit continuity heavy. Yeah. I think towards the end of um uh, Capaldi's tenure and also Moffat's tenure as well, actually. Mm. And I think it's probably more to do with Capaldi because he's he was just a long standing fan. And the same thing with Mark Gatiss you know yeah. they they wanted to see these old it was just like a brief glimpse you know or brief reference you know just you know just sort of bring them back um
1: i mean it sort of work i mean it works in it works in the sense of uh you know if you had the reference that didn't actually matter attach matter to the story mm, whether yeah. you understood it or not, it was just you know oh, we need a character to do this, yeah, like alpha Centauri in the Empress of Mars. Yeah, that didn't necessarily. You didn't need to know the the back story to. No, you didn't. You didn't. It to was that, to, for that character for that bit to work. It's just, but to the fans who had been with it from for years, it was a a nice thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, but just to have stuff. Yeah, completely different. You can just come to it. You don't have to be sitting there. With your encyclopedia of Doctor Who, to, be able <laughs> to follow what you're doing, then, and that's fine. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. I, mean, no, I, 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 I do. I mean, I do quite like the references, and I wouldn't, you know, I'm not objecting to them. No, but me, neither. But me neither. Because, that's because I'm. That's because I, I've watched all the old stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here. Apart from the stuff you can't be asked to buy, so. <laughs>
1: No, I'm, I'm which seems not, to be a little Colin I mean, Baker's too <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of stuff I've bought that I've not watched <laughs> I mean, but I have watched it before I mean yeah it's just, yeah yeah, yeah, stuff,
2: yeah as
1: I said as, as I said before it's just actually now because one of the things about doing a podcast is the fact that you stop watching stuff just for the sake of watching it because you think oh well wait until we do that yeah yeah in yeah show, in yeah I know
0: podcast. what you mean I know what you mean yeah I mean I must have. I do put on doctor who um just to watch every now and again but as I say it's every now and again it's not sort of like you know before I was um podcasting and started collecting all the dvds I I would watch them you know yeah. but as you say you know when I've got a good bit of spare time I'll pop on a doctor who dvd um yeah. but, as you, but as you say now I think cuz we because we've been doing this for, for so long Um, it's nice to have a break.
1: (laughs) Well, I just get a feeling that we've this so long we're gonna get round to them all anyway. Yeah, I know, (laughs) I know. So you almost think to yourself, I actually quite like to come reasonably fresh to that. Yeah. Again. Rather than having watched it six months ago. Hmm. So Yeah, exactly. Especially when we're doing it as a book review because I quite like to read the book and then see how much I what I remember the, while I'm reading the book, and whether I can actually read the book without visualizing the, the TV.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, that no, that's that's why we do it that way, isn't it? Really. Mm. So rather than just taking the book as as it is, um, but obviously, um, no, I, I'm, you know, I'm I wouldn't say I was, I was, I don't know. I wouldn't say apprehensive is is the right word, or, or nervous either. I'm just sort of like I'm just not sure what to expect, and I don't. know, I think mm. that's probably a good thing, really. Yeah. You know, just sort of like a, it's. I think as we we briefly said before we start recording. It, this feels like two thousand and five all over again. And yeah. you know, despite the fact that RTD said you know it's all going to be new stuff, it's going to be no Daleks, no Master, no Davros, and then he gradually bought them all back in, didn't he? Um,
1: but you can sort you know, of do that because you if can, you, if you, if you yeah. Give, if you give people jumping in points, then you'd hope that if somebody comes in, starts watching the new series. Yeah, likes it. They would then naturally want to go back and watch the older stuff, and whether yes, yeah. I mean, the I mean, older stuff of the new series or even the classic series. Yeah, I, like, mean,
0: I mean, I think a good. I think somebody bought this. I think I saw this on Twitter. And it's a very, very good point. The sort of like, well, the Daleks didn't appear until Pertwee's third season, and his first season had no returning monsters at all. But it did yeah. introduce the Altons, the Silurians. Um, the second season introduced the Master.
1: Yeah. So it And the Master and the Master. The, and, and the, the Master, master. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but
0: that's the thing though. You know, it it's it didn't fall back on those old tropes. It it, it set itself as, as its yeah. own thing. And I think that was probably, you know, Barry Lett's intention.
1: Yeah. I mean to, that's the most restrictive Period in Doctor Who history, wasn't it? Oh yes, set on Earth
0: only, and yeah, 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 exactly. So So. I, you know, it feels like, you know, it feels like that again in 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 a way. It really does. So, but anyway, we shall we shall see because it's looking like it's going to be an October um, start, doesn't it? Now, really, October's now been mentioned rather than September.
1: Yeah, that's handy. (laughs) Yeah, I know because you're going to be
0: away in September, so.
1: <laughs> I mean, who's sort of almost saying odds on it's going to be the first day I go away?
0: Yeah, exactly. But well, no, now, I I, I, well, about that. I know. So and, they've,
1: and they've said, haven't they, that the actual Christmas special is definitely not part of the the series.
0: Yes, it's it's it's, its own thing. So which, yeah, um, but well, fine, okay. As I said last time, I can I can take on either Christmas specials because I say they they don't really add anything to it. But I mean, if this is all going to be standalone stories anyway, and no yeah. no story arcs. Then fine. I'm 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 quite happy to have no story arcs for a change.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the things I was slightly worried about when someone when they first started to talk about um, Chris Chibnall taking over was the fact that we might end up with some sort of serial as in the whole of the series would be one story that evolved. Yeah. And that that's that was the thing. That's Worried me the most when uh, there was talk about doing things differently, because mm. yeah, I mean, I there you know th- that tends to be the ten what to do, isn't it? You sort of have a box set series that you have to binge and watch all the uh, all episodes for it to make sense. Yeah, that's it, um, Yeah, I, I can I can take or leave that with some stuff, you know. Who, yeah. I just sort of think to myself, no, it is supposed to be. Like little self contained stories, and well, then it is then now somewhere, it, yeah. You, you then you'd go somewhere different, yeah. I mean, it certainly had, is that that's,
0: you know, it's certainly that it wasn't we were growing up, it was a serial. You did watch it as a, as a serial each week, um, yeah,
1: but only but only in
0: it was like four or the longest, longest we had when we were kids was six, six episodes. We were not, yeah. we, we don't go back as far as the 1960s we've like you know. 10, 12 episode extravaganzas, but... Um,
1: yeah, and that was only half an hour, so maximum yeah. you had three hours worth yeah. of one story. Um Yeah, I just, yeah, didn't quite like the idea of...
0: I don't know about you, Paul, but I'm a bit tired of the binge watch, to be honest.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm a bit, I'm just a bit fed up with it. I, I, I want to be, I, I want the cliffhangers. I want to wait until next week. I don't want it spilt for me. I don't want it all over the, you know social media and everything I know I'm being like a miserable bastard now but I think there are some things you know not everything has to be binge watched I know cause, yeah. well, that's, that's the way television is now no, it doesn't have to be you know no. because if you if you wait for the next week I mean not broad like Broadchurch for argument's so we're talking about Chris Chibnall that was event television for people People yeah. couldn't wait for the for the next episode, and and again, he kept a very very tight ship. Nobody knew who the killer was until right to the very end, um, which is really which is what you want from a murder mystery, really, isn't it? So yeah, um, but fine, and I'm and I'm liking what he's doing with Doctor Who. I know nothing about it at all, and and no. people who who have released um, stuff, as it as it appears that that clip that did get released was from the very first episode, not from the trailer, um, because that that was not used at all. Um, yeah. in, in either the the promo thing we had during the World Cup or this for, for SDC. Um, yeah. So I'm quite right. And the person who released that has been blocked off of Twitter for um, copyright infringement. So you reap what you sow at the end of the day. So that will be a lesson to everybody. So, um, but there you go. Um, now, obviously, out of uh, Sandow Comic Con, there was uh, a few items of TAT news to come out as well, but we'll come on to that later. Um But first, as we said in the last podcast, um, it was quite sad to actually talk about um, people who'd starred in the new series of 2005 onwards, uh, series of Doctor Who, um, passing away. And unfortunately, we have another one, another person. Yeah, which which really is shocking. Yes, it is. Uh, William Hughes, um, who played the young master um, in The Sound of Drums back in 2007, um has passed away at the age of twenty. Um which is terrible, really. Yeah. Absolutely I didn't realise he also appeared in Torchwood as well as the, the Torchwood story sleeper. Um as well. So um apparently he was he was an up and coming boxer um as well, who'd won um three Welsh titles um before winning bronze and gold at the Great Britain Championships. Right. So um and who's actually been trained by Enzo um Macronelli, who was uh Joe Calzaghi's trainer as well so um yeah that is it's that is terrible really absolutely terrible 20 that's absolutely no age at all no no I mean that, that really is pretty much a yeah a shock yeah so that done. really is a shock yeah um so um for any sort of, like, you know, the, the ghouls out there, I've got no idea what he died of. I don't care what he died of, to be honest. No. He died at the age of 20. Yeah, and I think that's, that's enough, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That is enough. That is enough. Anyway, um, as I previously mentioned, this, this is an odd segue. But anyway, let's go to Omega's Tech Corner.
1: You pester me with trinkets!
0: Right, now, obviously, um, from SDCC... Um, we would expect a few items of tech to, to come out and then and the BBC hasn't disappointed with Doctor Who this year because we've we have a new Sonic screwdriver, um, which we, we suspected was with those leaked um photos that come. You did see that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh that that's now obviously has been confirmed. Um and we put uh, this up on the um on our Facebook group. Now it's been released by two separate companies. Um in the US we've got a company called 720. Are releasing it, and in the UK, as usual, character options um, are are releasing it, and it's um, now. I must be honest. Have you have you looked at both both of them, the separate ones, because there there are big. I say not big differences, but I say differences in quality. I would say, and the 720 one does look better. Right. To be honest, it does look closer to the um, to the actual TV prop. But obviously we're going to concentrate on the character options one, or character online, whatever they're called now, because that's where we'll be, we'll be buying it. Um, now, you can pre-order this. The shipping date for this one is the of thirtieth of July. Um, so they've got in quite early with this one, haven't they?
1: Yeah, to actually be bringing out something before it's been seen on the telly is...
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now it's been retail for the price of fourteen pounds ninety nine, which I don't think is too bad, actually. No, to be honest. Um, now it's going to be um, a lot of people said they don't like the new design. It is completely unlike anything we've seen before, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what, what's but your ta- what's your take on it anyway? The the, you know, the new design.
1: Um, to be honest, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, I've I've never really had a massive thing about sonic screwdrivers. I th- um, I think the
0: thing with this, it's supposed to be like it's been handmade rather than something that's popped out the TARDIS console.
1: This yeah.
0: time, I think I think the, the whole point of this is it's something the Doctor's made,
1: cobbled together. I've cobbled together,
0: like yeah, yeah. Um, which I've got yeah. to be honest, is that something that the Doctor hasn't really done in recent series. You haven't had the Doctor making something. To, to defeat an enemy like cobbled things together out of household objects for argument's sake you know uh I mean if that's the case then then fair enough but it is a very very odd design and I think with some of the comments we had um on our Facebook group of saying you know it looks like some of the David Cronenberg would um would would have tossed aside like he's like he's like he's one of his old toothbrushes or something um it's certainly a departure put it that way but then yeah. again i I felt that the twelve doctors when he got his own screwdriver I thought that was a departure from from previous sonic screwdrivers so which I suppose is what you want really you don't want everything the same each time do you
1: no I mean yeah once you've introduced the fact that it's gonna be they're gonna each doctor's gonna have its own then there's there's not a massive amount you can do to. It does Change the same it.
0: thing each time, doesn't it, it really? Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. it'd be more of a departure not to have had one at all.
0: Well, to be honest, maybe that might not be such a bad thing. Yeah. Because it, it has become a bit of a um like a magic wand to a to a yeah. degree, hasn't it? Really. So um yeah, let's let's see. Let's just hope it's not overused as it as it um has been in, in, in previous um previous seasons. But um but no they haven't upped the price now. I think fifteen quid's about the norm for that. Um yeah. which is which is fine. Absolutely fine. I don't know if it's gonna sound any different to what it was before. As it as yeah. it's not something's popped out the this concert. We shall see. We shall yes. see. So Um, No doubt I should be buying it Just just to uh, add to my Sonic Screwdriver collection More than anything else Yeah yeah, A Doctor Who fan being obsessive (laughs)
1: Never (laughs) I I, I distanced myself Before that subject came up
0: Well the other well, obviously let's move let's move away from um from Sonic Screwdrivers Paul. Let's see if this piques your interest. Obviously, uh, the other thing that came out before this actually um I think it actually came out before the um before the panel itself uh was a a new figure range for the 13th Doctor. Um and you've got the usual Titan range and the Funko pop range, um, but you've also got um some stuff I don't I've never seen before I couldn't even tell you what they what they are you've probably seen them but there's also like um for the first time ever actually a 13th a Doctor who proper cosplay outfit um which I think is quite a, a good thing and I don't know why, why have they never done this before you can buy the like the, the 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 jackets and everything but this is appears to be a full-on cosplay outfit which I think is well brilliant really. Why have they never done this before? I can't imagine why.
1: Do you think it's a sexist thing that they think only women shop for clothes?
0: Well, do you know what? Um, it kind of, To me, it kind of smacks of that because, you, as you know, um, and listeners out there who've, who've seen me at um, conventions and, and everything, I, I, I cosplay as a 12th Doctor. Um, and to be honest, cosplaying is a bloody expensive hobby. It really yeah. is. If, if you're trying to... Get it as, as screen accurate as possible. Cosplaying is a bloody expensive hobby, um, and this whole stuff they come out with, like with Capaldi's outfit, they said, you know, you could just go and buy You can buy, go and buy a Crombie and a pair of boots and a, a white shirt. You can look like the Doctor. Uh, no, that's not strictly true. Um, because Crombies are bloody expensive as well. A, they're not screen accurate, and B, and B, they are bloody expensive. Also, buying uh, you know uh, a pair of Doc Martens boots, uh, if you want to look as close as possible, again, it's bloody expensive. You know, so um, I, I've got no idea on cost on this this thing yet. Or even if it would be available in the UK, it could just be a, a US thing, um, to be honest. Yeah. But um, who knows? But the the one thing that did catch my eye, and which is what I put on our um, on our Facebook group was again from uh, character uh character online and it was the 10 inch um Jody Whitaker figure um, which is not like, fully articulated which I think looks really really good to be honest yeah I really do um I believe that's available in August it says out of stock at the moment on the um on the website but it's going to ship for 20 quid which I think is actually not badly priced and right. it's not like a um a hard Figure, it's got like, like sort of soft clothing on it as well, so it's like a, dare I say it, like a dress up doll. <laughs> yeah, now I've got to be honest, when I show this to me kids, they both wanted one. Yeah, so it looks like I'll, I'll be forking out twice for this one. So, um, and if you don't know, I've got a girl and a boy twins, and they both wanted it, so uh, fine, you know, it's it's I think, as I was it's the doctor. Yeah. I think I think more from Amelia's point of view. She's not really into Doctor Who. It's another doll for her to play because she she loves her dolls and dressing up and swapping the clothes around and everything. And to be honest, so does Scott. But he likes it from the fact that. It, it, <laughs> to it's be the honest, doctor. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know? Do you know what? That's the thing. When I'd when I'd um, when I when I grew up, up Action Man was was the thing I played with most. Because there weren't Docu toys when I was when I was a kid, really. So it's Action Man. That's what I play with, and what I enjoyed most was changing the uniforms on it. It was it was dressing up my dolly, basically. Mm. It was my my version of doing so. Um, but I know every, if, everything now has to be you know non gender sp- sp- specific. Oh, I can't even say I got me teeth in non gender specific. Um, so, but end of the day, it's just playing with dolls. Doesn't matter what they are. I'm playing dress up. That's it. Really, that—that's all it is at the end of the day, and um, and I don't think it is. It looks like Jodie Whittaker. It looks like the Thirteenth Doctor, um, and I don't think twenty quid is too bad a price to pay for a ten-inch figure. Yeah,
1: there, there was a point in this when you sort of thought, "Oh, they've got that out quick," mm. and and you sort of think, "So, what if they started with the doll, then cast someone that looked like the doll?" <laughs>
0: Well, as I say, compared to some of the other figures we've had out recently, they never quite got Capaldi's likeness, <laughs> did they? No. They never did. Um, and they're or they pi-
1: Coleman's. No,
0: <laughs> no. and all Bills, when you look at that. That sort yeah. of thing now, those, we, we mentioned those figures sets that are coming out for, for the B&M shop in August. Um, that People would have wanted a Bill figure when Bill was on the telly. Yeah. Or wanted a Clara figure when Clara was on the telly. Same with Matt Smith, same with Peter Capaldi. Um why are they releasing them now? Yeah. <coughs> and I don't know well, if it, is... you know, I think it's it was Martin from Bad World State, you know, the the brand manager has got this spot on this for this season. Because all the other stuff has just been so late. Who cares now? Yeah.
1: Well, actually, yeah. That's what I say, that's what makes me feel they, they started with the doll and then just called in people to do casting and held the doll up to them. Yeah, yeah that's the one Yeah. It looks like.
0: Well, you know, to, 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 you know, to be honest, um, these are two items of tact for a very, very long time that I'd actually, I've actually said, yes, I'm going to buy them. Whether it's for myself or whether it's for me kids, um, you know, I, I will be buying them. Which is quite unusual for us, or for me especially, because I think a lot yeah. of the, the talent is exactly that. Ta- so. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, um, but if if I think if I um, if I do, or when I do get hold of my um, my thirteenth um, Doctor sonic screwdriver, I might do an, like another little um, video unveiling, like like I did for the twelfth Doctor one. Hmm. As well as a little, little five-minute podcast, so we'll um, we'll see, we'll see. I yeah. might even do it for the figures as well, mm. but we'll, we'll see how we go. But as so I I think they're due out in August sometime. The uh, the ten the ten-inch figures, so um, so keep a look out for that. So um, actually, no, tell a lie. I've read down further. It says the shipping date is Thursday the twenty-sixth of July, but they're out right. of stock at Character Online yeah. at the moment. So you might you might have a bit of a wait. Have a bit of a wait for that okay everybody so that is it for the news that is it for Omega's Tac Corner for another week so coming up next we're going to be talking about uh, The Empty Child so for another week then that was the news right everybody it's time to go back to 2005 and we're going to talk about the empty child
1: what exactly is this thing no idea then why are we chasing it it's mauve and dangerous and about 30 seconds from the center of london hello a doctor i have my moments we've all got the same injuries, right down to the scar on the back of the hand i like to
0: think of myself as a
1: criminal i bet you do
0: right okay now um it's my turn to kick this one off isn't it it is it is it is uh do you know what i still bloody love this yeah. I really do. I, I loved it when it first uh, it first aired in 2005, and I still love it now. I think it, this is um, I think this is probably one of one of the, the the best stories for Doctor Who since it came back, really. And I and I think somewhat overlooked to a certain degree.
1: I think now it is. I think now it's sort of been tarred by being written by Stephen Moffat <laughs> rather than celebrated by. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, when it was announced he was going to be showrunner, this got that was one of the things that got us excited, wasn't it? Was it, was the the, it was this and,
0: who... and, and Blink, wasn't it? That yeah, got, yeah, got people excited. Um
1: the, the writer of those two was actually going to be taking the series forward. So, hmm.
0: I think I think the mistake people made though they were expecting this every week. Yeah, really, um, which you can't have every week. Really, you can't have serious every week no you know you you've got you've got to ba- you've got to balance it out a little bit um but yeah but but coming back to this this has just got um for me this has got everything to to be honest um i, I mean i love stuff set in the in the blitz um it, it's it's a period of of british history that o- it always fascinated me how the hell we managed to get through it to be honest when we were being yeah. you know blasted on on a, on a, on a daily basis in the uk particularly in london um, before the you know the the, the the Nazi war machine started spreading its way up the you know up the country, um, where the lights of like Coventry got absolutely obliterated, um, yeah, really. So you know it, the whole thing about you know the Blitz wasn't confined to London, but in this particular period it was it was they were just hitting London, um, in particular I should say, and the airfields. So um, so I love that period of history. You've you've got um, like a creepy kid. It's almost like supernatural to, to and I love a yeah. good creepy supernatural story. Um I think it's well acted, it's well directed, um the, the the set design is great, the lighting is brilliant as well. Um the script is is fantastic, it really is. Um I, I just it it just builds and builds and builds on it, um, all the way through, right to, to, to right to the very end. And you get a great cliffhanger. Yeah. As well and it really is a great cliffhanger Um, It's Proper peril It ends on proper peril um, Which I don't think It's really had Since they have You know when they have had two parters since Um, And I know we're not talking about The second part yet but I don't feel This story suffers from The second part syndrome Which a lot of second part You know two part or three part Doctor Who stories Often do yeah, in the modern era, certainly this one doesn't.
1: Having said that, most of the memorable stuff that I can remember from this two-parters were the were of what I've seen in the first part. I mean, what this did actually was I had to really stop myself from just carrying on and watching.
0: Yeah, the same
1: second here. part. I mean, having just having just mentioned about binge-watching, and it's good to have a cliffhanger and all <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, if, if we hadn't been doing this as a podcast, and I didn't want to watch the second episode because I'd only then go and confuse my little brain as to which epi- which happened in which episode, if I'd watched it. Yeah, Gordon. yeah.
0: Well, no, I think, you know, I mean, back in 2005, we had to wait to the next week to watch it. Yeah. And it's now because we can. Yeah. Um. We, 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 we can watch the next episode if we want to, and I think that that's my... That's my problem with, with everything. Must be binge watched now because because you can. Yeah, um, doesn't mean to so say you should. There's there's a you know there's a difference. You know have a bit of self control, um, which we both had to ex, ex- exercise <laughs> when we yeah. when we were watching this. You know, um, yeah. But I I just absolutely um, you know adore this as well, and the whole fact that it's set during the London Blitz. You you're in a um, you know the middle of a a bustling City, and it's got quite a small cast. Yeah, which I think is brilliant, to be honest.
1: And it all happens in such a short time frame as well. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's it's it. Good. Um, and let's not, you know, forget, you know, this story introduced Captain Jack, um, to everything. Yeah. Um Which? which yeah. gone. So. gone. No, no. You, gonna you first. Say, yeah.
1: Was actually John Barrowman's performance in this. Feels like the weakest link in it now. Do you reckon? But as much because I think he just inhabited the roles, got used to the role and took it to such a good extent. Later on, you sort yeah. of almost want the 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 Captain Jack of just starting in, you know, of, of Torchwood sort of thing back mm. in this. Yeah, yeah. It is that uh, you know he's. So naive in this. Well, to I. An extent. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it, 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 it's a strange character and a typical Moffat. He it, it wasn't actually Moffat's character, though, was he? He was RTD's character that Moffat just wrote for yeah. first, as I, I understand. So. Um,
1: I mean, it's not saying I, I dislike it or anything like that, but it's just actually, of of all the. I just don't think John Barrowman quite got the. The character, or the character wasn't really formed as we know him now. Yeah. At that stage, so it sort of stood out a bit more than most everybody else in this. I think he's really brilliant, and you don't, you know. Well, I
0: think the thing is when when I read that, you know, maybe
1: even Richard Wil- Richard Wilson's Doctor Constantine. Oh, oh yeah, I, I want to come absolutely. I, I know I want to want to come
0: come on to him later actually, but um now I want to go back to Barrerman because. um when they were uh, announcing the cast for, for, for this new series, um, they said like Chris Freckleston and Billy Piper, and immediate people went, Billy Piper, she's a pop star, right? So then they said, uh, a bit later on, they announced that uh, John Barron was joining the cast as, um, as, as ca- it didn't say Jack Harness, it was just called him as Captain Jack, um, as like an intergalactic con man. Um, and to me, it sounded awful. And yeah. A, because I thought, John Barrowman, he's the bloke who did Electric Circus on children's TV on a Saturday morning, or during Going Live, wherever it was. So I, I was more concerned about, about John Barrowman than I was about uh, Billy Piper, <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest.
1: I uh, have to say, I had no idea who he was <laughs> I Yeah, but I, I, I
0: didn't know anything about his whole musical theatre background. I just knew him from doing that thing on Saturday mornings. And I hadn't heard from him again. If I just knew him from that in the in the early nineties, and that's <laughs> it. He didn't write.
1: He didn't call. He didn't text.
0: <laughs> that's <Barrowman>. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, that, no! It's no, so that I was more worried about that at the time. I really was. Yeah. Um, but when I saw him, I thought, no, he's he's actually quite a. It's quite a good character, to be honest. You know, and yeah. I
1: don't know. Yeah, it just was because it's you know you sort of t- it's taking back to that. That role, and I suppose he's one of the few characters that has had a has had the longest life in his in that one form, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I know people are crying out for him to come back. Um, I don't know, maybe too much time's passed now for his character yeah. to come back, considering he's not meant to age, as well. And I know John Barrowman still looks, he still uh, looks quite good for his age, but he's packing no, on the pounds a little bit now.
1: <laughs> no, he can age, though, can't he? Because um, isn't what?
0: If we're to believe the face of Bo theory, yeah, because yeah. that
1: starts where he, the end of that is the end of that episode when when he's saying goodbye to the doctor. There, he says, "I found my first grey hair. What's going to happen to me?" Mm. So yeah, that's there isn't true. A, yeah. a, a fact that there, there's ever any sense that he's always going to be the the young, youngish Captain Jack.
0: Although I do have a feeling, I would like to think that John Barron wants to be the youngest captain. Yes. Jack. I
1: mean, I don't know if that was in the script or about just John Barron getting worried that he'd found his first grey hair. I think I it probably. Well, he
0: dyes his hair, doesn't he? Because he didn't. He some time ago he um, released some video footage. He was doing a, a garage sale in L.A. and he hadn't. His hair was like almost white. Basically, I think he does. He yeah. does dye his hair. So. Um, Vain, vain man. So we we've never met anyone who's dyed their hair for years, have we? No. <laughs> but um, yeah. No. So, so I I I actually quite like Captain Jack, and I I um this sort of set the whole mystery of him, like the whole time agent thing. Um, yeah. And I love Captain Jack's ship as well. Uh, I, I think that was um, I was sort of kind of sad that was done away with really. Eventually,
1: well, I didn't see it. The next episode, that, I mean, actually, but. I, I can understand him, you know, revealing it to show Rose. Yeah, but yeah. you'd think he'd have wanted to cloak it pretty quickly in the middle of.
0: <laughs> well, to be honest, everyone's holding an air raid shelters. So there's no one really paying attention, is there? At that particular oh, no, point, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that <they're> planes were. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think the uh, the Luftwaffe were too concerned. To be honest, it wasn't firing back at them, so they weren't. They didn't care, did they?
1: Oh, yeah, but, you know, they sort of made this big point of planes flying by in the background, and you think, well, yeah, surely the whole point of camouflaging it was in that case.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, uh, no, I can, I can forgive that. Is it's Doctor Who for crying out loud, isn't it? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah no, I mean, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't something that I was going to be, that massively spoiled it for me. At no,
0: time. no, exactly, but no, you, you were going to say about Richard Wilson as well, weren't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, just yeah, yeah, just generally because just I think all the performances in this were brilliant. Yeah, and his just for what could have been a over the top performance there that was really you really did feel this was a, this was a doctor on his on his knees almost just trying to cope and knowing what's happening to him. Yeah. That it's happening to him as well.
0: I'm just sad there wasn't more of him in the episode, to be honest. Yeah. Because I think you know everyone just knows him as, as Victor Mildrew. You know, you know, you know the uh, you know, just being grumpy. But this was so far removed. Yeah. From it, um, and he has done other serious things as as well, Richard Wilson. Oh, um, well, there was one particular. Oh, it, it was um, the League of Redheaded Gentlemen. Sherlock Holmes. He, yeah. he was he was in that. Um, he was like Moriarty's henchman in that, basically in in the Jeremy Brett um, version. Yeah. So um, so he has done serious stuff before. Oh no, I mean yeah, you I know, think, I
1: think he I think he generally you know, is is a very fine actor. But yeah, but just that was just outstanding. It was yeah, and the way they introduced you know the, the fact that it was you know basically a physical plague.
2: Yeah.
0: Was it, was was it, you know it was, and let, it
1: was, let but let the doctor find out for himself and while the doctor's finding out for himself obviously the audience do.
0: Yeah, because there has been a um I think again it's probably still got something to do with the 45 minute format um is that you know or a contained story with, within 45 minutes is that just to keep the story moving along to, to get to the end the doctor has to know what to do rather than figuring yeah. it out and and I think that the beauty of this is it's a two part story you've got time for the doctor to try and figure it out rather than just yeah. knowing immediately what it is and knowing immediately what to do um because in in this uh the doctor's on the back foot he doesn't know what to do no he doesn't understand why, I... why or how it's happening you know
1: yeah and that is the cliffhanger isn't it it's because yeah. he's suddenly faced with something and he doesn't yeah he doesn't really know what it is yeah. even yeah
0: absolutely no clue yeah so i i love that i do love that um and i i just love the and richard wilson's or dr constantine's uh transformation at the end was very well done and apparently was meant to be even more gruesome there's meant to be a few more bone cracking sound effects yeah um on that which got removed which i can understand really that, that yeah. it, it looks quite gruesome as it is to be honest yeah um, and I know CG effects have moved on quite a bit since 2005, but I still think it—I think it really stands up that effect.
1: Yeah, because it was so shocking. Yeah. And it, it totally encapsulated what it was meant—what it was meant to happen to people. Yeah. That. So yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely perfect. I thought.
0: Yeah, I thought so. Now the other character, the main character in this is uh, Nancy. Um, played by uh, was it no Florence Hoth, which I must be have, I haven't seen her in anything since. I'm not aware of seeing right. her in anything since. Yeah, um, and I think at the time people were saying why couldn't she be the Doctor's companion? Um, which I think everybody they did the same thing with with um, Sally the Sally Sparrow character later on as well. But um, yeah, I, I don't know why this 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 Sunday's, you know they were great. They must why can't they be the Doctor's companion? Why, why can't they just be a great character and a great story? Yeah, really. Which the Nancy character is really great, and I know the payoff. We got to wait to the second episode, um, but I thought she was really a really really good character, um, and just sort of keeping all those those kids alive during the Blitz. They they were homeless. Um, even sort of the, the brief mention, you know, that that kids who'd just arrived, um, who'd escaped from being um,
1: evacuated,
0: evacuee, yeah um i always and yeah. I always said there was this man and that's and that all you. And that, and that was all you had to say about that really yeah. that was all you had to say about that situation you knew exactly what that what that kid was going on about yeah you know um and i, I just like the, the the thing that you know this 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 um girl was was keeping these kids alive really yeah you know so um and obviously you know the thing about her it was her brother um uh, 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 in this episode, it's her little brother yeah. that she's um you know that that died and we don't even know I don't think at this point the doctor's figured out that it's it's her brother or son as we find out in the next episode. So oh, um spot i our spot for everybody, aren't I? But um Yeah, and the whole thing about Doctor Constantine saying, you know, Nancy is the key.
1: Yeah. She won't tell me, she knows more than she
0: Yeah, she's letting she's on, telling. yeah, she might tell you. So, um, which, which I thought was great. You yeah, know, I just, I just love the fact that you know, the, the they're just sowing the seeds of what's to come. There's yeah, the, at the end of coming in this episode, you really don't know anything, do you?
1: No, I mean, which but, I love. well, you don't. But not sort of knowing that you are given, you are given the clues, which in some ways is what makes a good mystery story. Because the ones where they just come, the answer is, well, never, uh, how are we supposed to know that? Yeah. Are, are the worst. I mean, this is, you know, there's this stuff through this, the um, repairing of Rosie's hands and Captain Jack releases the...
0: Yeah, the, uh, the, the nanobots, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's your first clue as to what's going on.
0: But the thing is, you don't realise that until. No, you don't know it's a clue. That's the thing. That's the thing. You don't know. to you you watch the second episodes, and yeah. oh, that's what that that's how it should be done. Because so I think yeah. I think oh, I don't know. You, you, Maybe I'm being you, a bit bit too cynical Maybe i being, you know, doing modern viewing audiences a disservice. But sometimes they just want to be spoon fed everything. They want to know now. They can't wait till next week. Yeah. Um, and I think this again, it comes back this whole binge watching thing again. They can't wait; they must be told everything now. This is why they the people hunt down spoilers. They can't wait till October for the new series of Doctor Who to start. They must know now. Um, but that's what I love about this this particular story. You don't know anything, as you said. The clues are there, but you don't yeah. know where it's heading and what those clues mean. Yeah, which is which is great really great and I think if anybody sort of has got a bit of a downer on Stephen Moffat's writing go back and watch this
1: yeah I mean I think I think probably why he gets so much criticism later on is because it is he's basically he set himself a standard yeah that is gonna be hard to reproduce over a, over a long period
0: well, that's how, I mean, I think that's certainly, I think RTD suffered from that towards the end. It was like burnout, really.
1: Yeah.
0: Because um, the time you got you got to the um, uh, Tenants' final story with Nova, which escapes me at the moment, End of Time Parts 1 and 2, sorry. Um, I think he really had run out of steam.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you sort of think that the only way, really, a showrunner can stay in it that long is if they basically decompose. Departmentalize stuff and say, right, I'm not going to actually write anything for this. Mm. I'm just going to almost act as a the old-fashioned over overall script, perhaps editor, and I'll, I'll reject ideas or point people. Say, oh, what do you think about doing this? Yeah, rather than trying to write three or four episodes per series, as well as yeah, because th- th- trying to. I
0: don't know why that also became a thing. The showrunner was also the script editor. Yeah. Um. Which I don't think well, is...
1: And, and the major script producer. Yeah, I know, you know? yeah, yeah. The I... major writer of the series. I mean, it was, it was just set up by RTD, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, what what you... Oh, I don't know. I, I suppose what you need is, <coughs> you need a Barry Letts... <coughs> I know, I know he was involved in... He, he would select scripts and stuff, but he would never... I actually you know, tell, oh, he did write stuff, didn't he? So that's a complete lie.
1: Yeah, just under different names. Under
0: different names. So did Eric Sayward. Um I'm oh, sorry, the only one who didn't was was John Nathan Turner. Yeah. Towards the... Oh, you've just ruined my already. argument now, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've completely un- undermined the whole argument there by mentioning John Nathan Turner. Because yeah, some of the scripts he picked were shocking, to be honest. But, um,
1: but yeah, I mean, huh, no... Yeah. All oh, right. No. I, I, no.
0: Showrunners should be writing the scripts. There you go.
1: <laughs> no, but there's, there's a point where they actually, I think, give themselves too much to do. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right. I think that's yeah. probably where RTD in later years and Stephen Moffat in later years mm. started to have difficulty was because they were trying to do too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it certainly was. It certainly was. I'd, I'd, and I think, I'd, yeah,
1: and I, th- I think you know. I mean, I'd still like to Stephen Moffitt to write for the new.
0: I'd like RTD to as well, actually, yeah. but I can I can understand why they both decided just to walk away from it. Yeah, you know, I can totally. understand. I mean, yeah.
1: there is a point where you probably think, well, actually, unless I have, unless I have a really really good idea for a story, then Nah, no, I've probably I I've probably have exhausted everything I wanted yeah.
0: to say. Yeah, I think, yeah. Which is fair enough, to be honest. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, but I'd, I'd say, I think we sort of alluded to you know, the th- things they, they sort of did then. I begin to wonder whether they would do this now. Um, is Jack zooming on Rosie's bottom as she's uh, hanging off the barrage balloon? Yeah. Whether they would actually do that now or not. Uh... You know, sexualising the, uh, the, 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 the female character.
1: Well, we we'll just have to see if the doctor does it to Graham. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so, we've we've gone from gone from Billy Piper's backside to uh, to Bradley Walsh's saggy old bottom,
1: <laughs> and and that's just being ageist now. Come
0: on, <laughs> Paul, I'm younger than him. <laughs> I know what saggy old like. I know what happens when you reach a certain age. Things start going south, mate. So, <laughs> no matter what you do, things start going south. It's that you you can't avoid it. So
1: <laughs> That's why I've never bothered. <laughs> just let it happen.
0: Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. But
1: now, no. No. Yeah. I, I know what you mean on that. Yeah. But I mean, I suppose it was just the easiest way to introduced I mean that whole scene did completely introduce Captain Jack's character didn't it
0: yeah yeah it did a bit of a flirt um with both yeah. sexes yeah yeah so yeah and it,
1: was, it was it was a a quick shorthand way to do that that didn't need to be turn out to be uh any longer than that as a scene I mean it, it just was a shorthand way to do it
0: so. yeah it was yeah yeah so no no
1: it's it's, it's
0: you know I think that that scene served its purpose. I, I, I just don't think they would even consider yeah, doing that now. I'm not, I'm not know, sure.
1: So. I'm not sure. Yeah, that they'd actually do the zoom in bit. No, you might still get the same dialogue. Yeah, but
0: I know you've got to see what yeah, cat, have what, have what the, Jack sees. But yeah, yes, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take. Yeah, I think yeah. I
1: think yeah, you'd have had the full body shot of yeah, but say, Rose, wouldn't you? Yeah, what well, we'll, we'll talk, we're talking
0: we're talking of framing shots. Um, I, I think. James um Halls the director the bit where the phone when they're in the house and the phone starts ringing and you've got those sort of tilted camera shots yeah to to make it look a bit sort of like everything's gone a bit a bit odd and um, and I I thought that worked really well yeah it it, it was just to, again just to accentuate the whole supernatural aspect of it
1: I mean, an like actual fact, house, yeah, the, you know. the whole, the whole ringing of the phones and the radio working and yeah, all that yeah, was just done so well, wasn't it? Yeah, you didn't feel that it was actually I because mean, it could have been over. You know, to a certain extent, oh, you know, it's everything's gone mad sort of thing. But the fact that you know it was just the occasional thing. Well, it was
0: just it was just underplayed. Be- yeah. Because I think that, you know, if you've got voices on the you know, ghostly voice on the radio or ghostly voices coming from the um you know, coming down the telephone, that there is, you know, that that option there to go absolutely overboard with it and and have the voice start out as a Charles Voice then getting demonic or something like that, you know. Yeah. But in this it's just a Charles voice, which I think is is just plain creepy. And and also I, 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 repeating the same thing over and over again yeah. as well.
1: And the whole, I mean, at, at what point, I mean, whose idea was that, whether that was RTD or Moffitt's idea about suddenly realising, oh, we've got a telephone on the front of the TARDIS. Yeah. That probably shouldn't be connected to anything.
0: Which is a great idea Although, again, really.
1: Yeah. Although then Moffitt then just totally made it a... That's, by the time it got through to... To his era, that basically became a full working telephone with <laughs> full signal anywhere.
0: <laughs> exactly, which which again kind of didn't make any sense because the doctor no. was making calls from outside the tarsis while he was inside it. So yeah. le- leaning outside the door. to Yeah, yeah, it was just there for. I mean, it political but it, but it license it through, I mean, wasn't
1: This this was the whole point of that. Why it does this works yeah, so it's, well. It's basically it's, it,
0: it's a prop, isn't it? Yeah, it does nothing. Yeah. Yeah so now I've got to get a
1: chance to say this isn't connected this doesn't it shouldn't be ringing. Work, shouldn't yeah,
2: yeah
1: yeah but no, said I it that it was something completely out of this world that was doing it you know yeah
0: yeah so now I I think this is, is great. And I'm also, I haven't got too much more um to discuss about this really because I I just think it's just one of the most perfect episodes of Doctor Who there's been since it came back to be honest yeah. and I, mean, I think the other thing as well Eccleston appears to be pitching his performance about right at this stage
1: i think i think well to be honest i think this is the this is this, this type of story is right up his street though isn't it yeah cuz it's mainly played straight there's only you no know, the,
0: the odd the odd bit of gurning there and again yeah. yeah a bit of light hearted stuff But I, I think I really did this sort sort of story and this sort of performance just makes me wish even more that Eccleston stuck around a bit longer. Yeah. Really do, really do, because this, as you say, this is the kind of story he, you know, he excelled at.
1: Yeah, I mean the scene. The The scene where he's actually. The boys on the other side of the door. Yeah. And it's just, you know, the hand coming through the letterbox and whatever. Yeah. And he's trying to work out what to do. And it's then a case of, no, we've really, I've, you know, I've just got to know what's happening. I don't, you know, I've been warned that you shouldn't open the door. But it's just the, just too much for him not to know.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: And you could see that process going on with that. And it was just really, I thought that was a really great scene.
0: And it's very, very Doctor as well. Yeah. You know, the, you, know the, the yeah. char- you know, the doctor must know what's going on. Yeah, has to get involved.
1: E- e- even yeah. if, even if opening that door and whatever's there touching him kills him, at least he'd have more of an idea of what was happening. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Running yeah. away from it.
0: Yeah, I think that that's that's just sort of this really sort of summed up the, 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 the you know the character of the doctor. You know, doesn't yeah. run away from anything. Yeah, you know, so. Um, but hey, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's great, I still love it, um, and i got to be honest, I, I don't put it on, but it is one of those episodes I'll quite gladly put on and just sit down and watch.
1: Yeah, no, I was, I was looking forward to watching I it, was, I
0: really was, yeah.
1: Yeah. And now it's just it's a case of, can I hold off watching the second episode until, <laughs> before we go to review that. We, yeah, we've
0: got a few weeks to go yet, yeah, haven't we, before we know, get to that. I know, that's the problem, yeah. Yeah, I know. So I know. it's
1: just, that or, or am I going to... Submit and end up watching this sometime in the next couple of days just to yeah, maybe because I want to watch it.
0: I know, I I don't think I'm going to be able to wait actually, but hey ho, we'll see, we'll see what we do, we'll see what we do. But, um, anyway, I think that just about sort of wraps this up because I I don't want to, we can't talk too much more about it because we've got to have the second episode to come, haven't we? Yeah, so you know, for for the payoff, so I think we'll, um, we'll we'll leave that there. So, um, so next week, um, or next time, not next week, we're back in week after next, um big finish isn't it yeah it is yeah it is we're back to a big finish story again um not entirely sure what that's going to be yet so we shall um we'll let you know because if if anything we're never prepared on this podcast
1: no apart from we know what we're doing the week we know what we're doing the two weeks after that the two two episodes after that we just haven't worked the next. what's going in between yes exactly
0: exactly so um, if that is the constant thing about this podcast we don't know what we're doing no, <laughs> yeah. and then,
1: which becomes pretty clear to anybody who listens.
0: Yeah, for, from the opening seconds, actually.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, then. So we'll we'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. So, um, well, thanks for listening, everybody. So until next time, it's goodbye from me, Phil,
1: and goodbye from me, Paul.
0: Goodbye.